Welcome to the Weaving Magic Podcast, where we discuss the different ways to weave magic throughout your daily life. We are your hosts, Alyssa Lilly and Tara Webb, and we are thrilled to guide you in this magical journey of exploration and ritual. Hey, Magic Weaver, and welcome back to the Weaving Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Lilly, and I am so excited to be here for a solo cast. That's right, I'm taking this over, and we are celebrating something special today. Today, we are celebrating my big 30. It is my birthday, May 8th, and this episode should be that the next, the following Tuesday. Um, and I wanted to sit and reflect with you. 30. Oh my goodness. And here I am. I have a podcast and am living my best life, but I find myself reflecting on just so many life lessons. And I wanted to sit here and celebrate my existence with you and just tell you that I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been with us through this whole journey. I appreciate you taking the time to go on this journey of being grateful for my existence and celebrating it with you. This is one of the, it has taken me a long time to truly be able to say and mean it that I am celebrating my existence and I am so grateful I am here. So let's go on the journey through the 30 years of Alyssa Lilly um, and some lessons that I've learned. I feel like Part of me has lived many more years than 30. I feel like I've been around a lot longer than that, even though I haven't. And then the other part of me can't believe I'm that it's here, right? And uh, growing up, you, you know, I want to be an adult and I want to do all these things. And then when you hit an adult, you just, you want to be a kid again and it comes full circle. Um, so talking through growing up for me, I feel like the first 10 years of my life, I was true to myself and loved who I was. And, you know, I was weird and quirky and I got bullied and all those different things, but I was always true to who I was and embraced all of my quirks and, and really inner witchiness. I, you know, did a lot of witchy things when I was a kid, like building you know, a little clubhouse in the woods and talking to spirits and pretending I could, you know, talk to animals and that I could spray ice out of my fingers. And I had such a vivid imagination. And then the next decade came and it's almost like I was trained out of who I was. I don't even know if that makes sense. I was trained to please everyone else and meet their needs. Um, You know, I had the biggest identity crisis at 13, which made my, you know, that decade between 10 and 20, a really rough one for me. You know, I grew up thinking that, you know, my last name was one thing. I grew up thinking my last name was Gray, Um, Alyssa Gray. It's, It's weird to say that now. Um, and I grew up thinking that the family that had raised me was my biological family. And then at 13, I get put in foster care 
And, you know, they tell me, well, your last name's not gray and it never was. And these people were never your biological family. They, you know, <laughs> your last name is, it's crazy. I haven't really talked about this a whole lot. Um, I'm unpacking some things here. So thank you for seeing me, but, you know, finding out at 13 that your whole literal identity has been a lie was a lot. It was really heavy and I didn't know how to handle it. And, you know, I do come from some abusive homes and, you know, a lot of you, if you've been following me for a while, know that I don't really have a relationship with my bio mom anymore. And I don't have deep relationships with my bio family. And I find I crave those relationships, but I had to choose me and set boundaries because it's very triggering. And, um, I don't have the space for that and that's okay. And I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus is some of the things that happened to me from my bio family, particularly my bio mom, really terrible. Yes. And, um, I just, I have to choose me and set those boundaries and do what's best for me. And during this time of between 10 and 20, I feel like this was a lot of conditioning, people conditioning me to be what they want me to be. I remember living with my aunt and uncle. And even when I lived with my mom too, it was a lot of, you need to go run a few extra laps. You know, you're going to be, you're going to be big and you need to prevent that from happening and constantly told I was fat and how I needed to go work out. Or, you know, with my aunt and uncle, I had to wear hoop earrings and put makeup on and I had to do this every time that I went out in public or I had to dress a certain way. I had to be a certain way. I had to please these people. And then, you know, not being in a safe and secure environment, feeling like I had to, right? And so my ages 10 through 20 for me, my, my teenage years mostly is, was a lot of being what everyone else wanted me to be. And I was miserable. I struggled with self-harm. And I really think that reflecting on this and talking with you now, a lot of things are coming to light to me, but a lot of my struggle with self-harm and not wanting to exist is because I wasn't in alignment with myself. I wasn't building a relationship with myself. I was hiding and pushing myself down into the deepest, darkest place of my soul and putting on all these masks and pleasing everyone and liking what everyone else liked. And I lost myself. I lost myself in these expectations and stories. I mean, that's what that, yeah, that's what those years were for me. Being a chameleon. And I used to pride myself in that I can adapt to any situation, you know, and I still can to this day, but I don't want to. And then, you know, entering my, you know, between 20s to where I am now, this has been a lot of, my friend said this, she turned 30 this year as well. And it really hit home with me is that 20s is finding out what you didn't like, but 30s is stepping into what you like and chasing what brings you joy. And that really resonated with me because your 20s are really spent figuring out what you don't want. And it really blows my mind to think about 
how we grow how we grew up and i'm sure hasn't changed much to this day of hearing from a young age what do you want to be when you grow up what's your plan what college are you going to and you know my teenage years were spent being what everybody else wants me to be and having these expectations on me how can you really make a decision for the rest of your life and then we're you know this idea is planted in our brain that we have to commit to this because it will make us happy you have to choose a plan and stick with it so you know you go into your 20s <laughs> trying to commit to this plan and feeling your body resist it because a lot of times it's the plan you thought of when you were 13 versus 15 versus 18 it's just not in alignment and it changes but we're not taught that it's allowed to change and we're taught instead that if you commit and you stick to it you can find happiness and you will retire and you'll have this amazing fund of support and at what cost at what cost we sacrifice living our lives true to who we are in hopes that we can step into that when we're 65 and have the space? Why? What's the point in that? And so I committed, you know, my 20s in high school, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. And I remember, you know, being really open about that and talking to my mom about that. And I'll never forget the statement that she told me. Um, I remember her telling me that the only reason I wanted to be an engineer when I grew up was for the attention of men because I wanted attention. And every, every action or decision I made came back to that same statement. You're doing it for the attention of men. You're doing it for attention. And so I grew up and as I grew up, I felt like I needed to live into this engineer dream, this plan to prove her wrong. And so this is, you know, eight years, well, even more than that. It's seven and a half years of my work life, not counting high school, not counting, you know, the growing up years, but seven, I am, I am leaving my corporate job this week, right before I turned 30 doing it with a bang. Um, and I thought this was what I wanted. I'm a big data engineer. Maybe it's not the aeronautical engineer that I envisioned when I was in high school, but I did it. I started with a company. I worked my, I worked my ass off. I taught myself how to do so many of these things and worked my way up into a big data engineer role. Seven and a half years I've been at this job. And <laughs> I've had two kids. It's been quite, I've been with this job so much of my life. And now that I'm here, it's like, why was this what I wanted to do? I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm hating showing up for work every day. I, it's just, this isn't what I want. And it took me all of my 20s 
trying to stay committed to this idea to figure it out. And then again, I have this voice in the back of my head. Well, you already have a committed, you already have a well-paying job. You've made it here. Why are you giving this up? You're just doing it for attention. Coming full fucking circle back to my mother's voice (laughs) and those seeds that are implanted in us and those stories that are implanted in us. You know, my mom's voice is just one example, but we all experience this in a different way. We, the 20s, are spent un, are spent learning what you don't want. Learning what you don't want. Seven and a half years for me. That's how long it took me to figure it out. And um, it's wild. So as I step into my 30s, I'm unlearning all these stories. I'm in this transition period right now as I enter my 30s of just sitting in everything I'm releasing. I am releasing my identity as a woman. And that brought its whole oh its own I have I could do a whole separate podcast on that because I had this idea that I was supposed to be this woman. <laughs> and I'm not. And so my 30s, I get to sit and grieve all these things that I'm releasing, this this career as an engineer. I can feel my jaw tightening as I talk about it because this is a very scary moment for me. I'm releasing this dream and idea of who I thought I was supposed to be and I'm getting emotional talking about it. I get to release that. That's not my dream anymore and that's okay. But it's been my dream or what I thought was my dream for almost 30 years of my life. And so I get to grieve that and I get to be sad and still appreciate where I'm going. I know that I have a bright future and I know that it's going to be happy, but we get, you know, we go through transformation when we feel like we're entering a next phase of our life and we talk about emerging a butterfly in the spiritual community or you're you're going through an awakening or you know there's many different terminology for it but it all comes back to you're undergoing metamorphosis and turning into this beautiful butterfly of your authentic self but we forget to sit in that moment of grief and allowing ourselves to be sad Yes, I can focus on the end goal, but that's not the point. We are living life today. And if you're in the middle, in that that spot in your cocoon before you come out as a butterfly, honor that. And we go through that several times in our life. It's not just one instance. We We continually go through like a phoenix. We go through death and rebirth and death and rebirth and death and rebirth. And when we're in this cocoon phase, it's really important that we honor those emotions that are coming up instead of, you know, one of the biggest things I keep hearing today as I'm experiencing my present moment is, you know, I should be happy. I'm quitting my corporate job. I'm focusing on my family and my business. And I have another job that I really love and am passionate about. But I'm releasing this idea of who I was supposed to be for 30 years almost. And I'm sad. I'm sad. And it's fucking scary. 
So I get to honor those emotions that come up. I get to cry. I get to talk about it. And I think it's important that we do talk about it because I think a lot of us go through this empty feeling, this empty happiness, because we've never given ourselves permission to feel this part. And so we're in this internal conflict to feeling obligated to be happy. And you're not. There is no bad emotion, anger and sadness and grief and joy and happiness and creativity. All these different emotions are there for a reason. We get to honor them. So stepping into the 30s for me is really going to be a full release of this idea and dream I had for myself. And stepping into embracing who I am now and allowing my dreams and expectations for myself and where I see my life going to shift. It's okay to shift. It's okay to change your mind. Giving myself permission to be who the fuck I am. And I know you see these all over the internet. I never fully understood it or embraced it. Until recently, the 30s is really going to be the I don't give a fuck era. And I am here for it. I don't give a fuck. I get to put myself first. I get to give myself that permission. Despite all of these stories we've been raised where we tell ourselves we are not to put ourselves first. We get to unwrite that and fucking step into putting ourselves first. And that's okay. And it is selfish. Selfish doesn't have to be a bad word, you know? And I, and especially as the stories as a parent, right? You got to put your kids first. And yes, you do. You do have to put your kids first. And part of putting your kids first is remembering to take care of yourself, to set that good example, because the more that you're taking care of yourself, the more they're going to see that and live into that themselves and embody that. But also, the better you can show up as a parent for them. When you take care of yourself, that love overflows to every part of your life. So, we're choosing ourselves first. I am choosing myself first. My 30s. It's my era to stand in my authenticity for the rest of my life. And learning what that feels like. And that's another thing I don't hear talked about a lot. We, you know, in the spiritual community, hear about awakenings and stepping into your true self is you might not fucking recognize that person. It's going to be a stranger. And you have to get to know them and learn how to feel comfortable in your skin. Because you're going to step into this, you know, I have these moments where I feel my highest self, my highest non-binary, amazing self, and it feels so good. And then I start to get uncomfortable. It makes me think of those years when you're a teenager and your body is going through that awkward phase and you're constantly picking at your clothes, right? Because you, if you don't feel comfortable in your body, that's how it starts to feel when you get to know your highest self because you don't know them. It's a stranger. It's you. You're changing. Again, I love the way my, my husband worded it. You're stepping 
more into you. You're not changing into a different person, but stepping into you, right? And it's, you have to go through the awkward phase of learning. Let me rephrase that. You have to get through the awkward phase to give yourself permission to just be. (laughs) You don't have to pick at your clothes. You don't have to be self-conscious. You don't have to give a fuck about what other people think. You get to just be you unapologetically and give yourself that permission to be selfish, the permission to put yourself first, the permission to build a relationship with yourself and honor your boundaries and watch how that overflows into the world around you. And it's going to be a magical experience. I, this is the the first time in my life I'm excited for the years to come. I'm excited for how my life is going to unfold. And I can't wait to see what this era brings me. And I'm so glad to have you here on this journey with me as I'm processing because you're going to see me change and and step more into who I am and give in this attitude, live up to it. I get to commit to this, right? And you get to watch how this unfolds with me here on the Weaving Magic podcast. And just, I, I can't wait to be filming this episode in 10 years for my 40th, my 40th birthday and just sit and reflect with you and see how much we've grown. And, and my, my challenge for you this episode, whether you're turning 30 or not, is just to sit in this moment and reflect how far you have come, how much you have survived. It's amazing. You are doing a great job. And if, if nobody has ever told you to that, told you that this might feel weird, but I really want you to hear me. I'm going to say it again for you. I'm proud of you. You are doing an amazing job. You are a beautiful, divine being. And I am so honored to be a part of your journey and to let you be a part of mine. Reflect on your journey, your magical journey in this human experience, and celebrate celebrate yourself. And I think that's another thing that we're not taught a lot growing up is celebrating ourselves. Even the little things. I cleaned my office today and you know what? It feels fucking good. And I am celebrating myself for that. I put on some music while I was cleaning. I had a little dance party and I made it a celebration and I'm proud of myself. And it's something small. What did I do? Cleaned a room. It's probably a normal obligation. You should probably clean rooms, but No, I'm going to celebrate myself and I choose that. So choose that with me. Reflect on your journey and how far you've come. Celebrate yourself. And I can't wait to see many more birthdays with you. And I will see you on the next episode of the Weaving Magic Podcast.